What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Who That Live podcast. It's your boy T Word, the People's Champ, season four, with my co host JT, the Saint Savant. What's that, bro? Uh, not much, bro. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there, fam, you know, living this real life out here. But uh, it's a bye week. We took a week off with the team, you know, in solidarity. We, we took a little breather and a break, but we right back at y'all. Um, Saints have been off, and it was a much needed bye week at almost the perfect time because. We had multiple players on IR, PUP, concussion protocol, hamstrings, all kind of stuff going on, tweaked shoulders, big toe, all that stuff. And now those guys are starting to come back. And just in time for us to make a nice mid-season run and maybe peak at the right time, this early buy could turn around and be a blessing in disguise for us um, because we've got the perfect time to calibrate. So before we get into a preview of our week matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, Let's talk about uh, let's talk about some of these players coming back, man. So a lot of guys eligible to come back: uh, Quan Alexander, Marcus Davenport, Will Lutz, um, Michael Thomas, to name a few. So I'm gonna throw it your way to start off. Um, what? Who? Who's the one player that's been out that you're looking forward to? Uh, of the list that's probably coming back this time, uh, he's not even on the IR report. But I'm going to give a shout-out to our guy, Chris Vogel. He's uh, really good with stuff, and he got him an exclusive interview with Eric McCoy. And Eric McCoy said on his his show uh, that he will be back this week. And I think nice. that's huge. I think that's that to have good. Eric McCoy is huge because I agree. And now you can move. You know, It's kind of sad, though, because Ruiz, I mean, you know me, I give Ruiz a lot of shit. But the past two games, yeah. Ruiz, he's been pretty decent. He's finally kind of came into his own at center. So we're going to put him right. back over here at guard again. So I can't, it kind of sucks for me. But hopefully mm-hmm. he don't have that same transition period again. Maybe he'll be okay moving to guard. And it won't be that whole situation again. Because I don't see them moving McCoy to guard. I think that they're going to put nah. – I think he goes back to center. Because, I mean, that's his position. He played. He plays at an offer level there. So, you know. Yeah. I think, but um, yeah, I think he means a lot. That's a good, that's a good guy to bring up, and I definitely forgot about McCoy because it feels like it's been it's been since first quarter week one. First we've quarter been week one. Him, so you're kind of getting used to it, but you know it's something that you mentioned in the chat and something I had to sit and think on a little bit. But um, over the weeks, it's become painfully obvious. Um, I I don't give this too much credit because I, I it feels like Ram the Ram that we know Ryan Ramcheck has kind of disappeared. But when you've got like Calvin Throckmorton next to you and you got Ruiz trying to figure things out in the middle, it's going to have a negative impact on the guy who has been a stalwart, like a rock steady force on the offensive line. And I think getting McCoy back and getting you've got the right side of your line solid. You've got four of five positions with the guys who did camp together, with the guys who had all last year together. You have some solidarity. That's going to be a lot easier on yeah, Her seems to and, be and fine I think on his left tackle spot. That's an excellent point that you make. Um, I don't, I don't miss Teron in the sense of uh, he. It's it's a sore thumb sticking out on the left side of the line. Where you right. miss Teron is, I think there's certain plays in like the screen game where that smooth big his athletic dude makes mm-hmm. a difference. Um, when you're pulling him off the edge, you making him get out there and seal the edge or whatever. Um. I think that's where you miss him the most. But in pass block and pass pro and all that, I feel like Hurst is doing a good job. He's holding up. Um, he's not a guy I want there forever. I need to see Teron come back soon. But having four of five 
uh, projected starters back on the line is going to be good. And I feel like all this time, you know, six weeks McCoy has basically had to kind of get on the mend and sit and recover. Um, coming in this week is going to be a real good look for him. Um, and then it's going to help everybody else, especially Ramcheck. I think now he could go into his box. He could jump in his bag and he could start yeah. pancaking people and really protecting Jameis on the front side. And I, I think agree. a lot of those plays that were coming back that way, that were guys were getting in his mix and blowing it up. Those plays aren't going to be blown up. Let's think about it. We saw Ram get sat in Jameis' lap at least the last once a game, at least the last three weeks, just sat yeah. down. And one of them turned into a fumble against Washington. So you got to think like, okay, we need something to do better. And maybe he's spending too much time focusing on helping other people. I would say the guy I'm most looking forward to coming back isn't injured at all. Um, he's just been suspended, you know, got in a little situation. But David Onyemata, yeah. we are missing we that him. presence, bro. He is such a hustle mutt, and he's a likable dude. And you could tell that he loves what he's doing. And he don't mind being the big ugly and get down in the trenches and make stuff happen. And then as a side note, I would say when him and Davenport are able to wreak havoc from one side, it's going to make Cam Jordan's life easier. It's going to make Peyton Turner's life easier. It's going to make that defensive line rotation better. And let's not forget about passing, though. Now, he can rotate and stay fresh and be a force late in games where he's gassing out right now. And maybe Carl Granderson starts to have some better games. So, I think Don't adding David right? Adding David Onyemata and, and Marcus Davenport back to the mix, I think are going to be some really up. important pieces. Yeah, and it's going to take that defense to the next level because right now the secondary is playing out of their mind despite lack of pressure or lack of that's sacks and lack of defensive line production. production. That, so that's you put crazy, a pass bro. You talking about lockdown Lattimore? You know I ain't never call that dude that, and he's locking it down with no pass rush. So he's making me out of a liar when I said he's a guy that needs a decent pass rush in front. He's proven me to be a liar, and I I love to see it. You know what I'm saying? So we've got those guys coming back. But the one guy we really didn't talk about yet, and let's spend some time on this a little bit anyway, um, and maybe you could give me an update on a couple other players that have gone out that we should be getting back. So Michael Thomas, um, unfortunately, news has come out this week that He's definitely not going to be ready for the Seattle game this week. And they said could be a couple weeks. We don't know. But you got more sources than me, bro. Um, have you heard anything through the great line about potential game for him to return? Uh, well, you know, I hear things from people. And the uh, only thing I've really heard was it could be two weeks, but we just got to see. You know, they really don't know. He's not gotten to actually practice, practice, like actually attend a practice. Now, I know that him, for a fact, him and Jameis have practices on the side, like just, to, mm. you know, stuff at his house okay. or stuff you know, together. But yeah, okay. but they he couldn't actually partic- participate in like an actual mm. Saints practice. So they just got to yeah. see how good he is, like how good he is on that ankle, how fast he can ramp up, you know. You know, there's a lot of cutting to do those slants and stuff. You know, everybody calls him slant, but, but, I mean, I'm serious. Like, the stuff he does, all them cuts and stuff, he's going to have to be planting on that ankle a lot. And they got to see if it's right. ready. So, uh, you know, that that's where we are with him. Like, we're just kind of in a wait-and-see mode. You know, they haven't even activated him off the pup list yet. You know, he's still on pup. And if I'm not mistaken, you have to activate him off pup before you can come back and practice. So – I would expect, but it's immediate. I believe he could right. come right back to practice and go. So right as soon as they uh, activate right. him off the pump list, right? I think you got to yeah, come off go. like how they've 
Yeah. But they haven't done that yet. I would assume they're going to do it this week. I would assume they're going to do it tomorrow, actually. I mean, we're recording on Wednesday. Uh, the Saints actually have their official practices Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week because they're playing a Monday night game. You know, it's kind of – it all moves up a day. So we didn't get a practice report today. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good fact to drop right there. You have to be – you have to be activated from the list, but uh, with the way that these rules are transitioned due to COVID and just the new CBAs and all that stuff, um, he can practice immediately. And then exactly. uh, he basically just like, if he's activated yeah, Monday, he just need to practice by like Thursday, Wednesday, right. Thursday, he just need to practice and he can go. And even right. if he's on the injury report, he's still good. So I don't, exactly. I don't see that being a hindrance. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking Tampa is going to be the week. I think they'll activate him I would probably think so. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And 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 he'll be ready to go for Tampa um, coming I would, off a short yeah. week. I, I wouldn't be surprised they activated him for practice this week, and he just gets held out. You know, he might get he, at least he could come to a practice. You know, he might be limited, or he might be put on IR. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be put uh, out. You know, or DNP, but I, he still can still be there if they'll activate activate him. And I don't think he's even gotten a chance to do anything so far. So I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him in a little maybe tomorrow or something and just put him on the limited list or. You know, he's just not ready, but he's got to get out there and practice some. I would think he needed to practice two, at least a week before, a week and then a game, maybe sit out a game and then another week and then come back, I would think. But, uh, you know, I don't see why he can't practice yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that he should be able to practice. I don't know if they want him in a game, but you would think he'd be able to practice. Uh, you know, they activated, we'll go on to some other guys. They activated this week, Mark Stavenport, Traquan Smith, who we haven't seen at all this year. And uh, Juan Alexander, so all and Will Lutz, all four, so they're all eligible to return. So they could play theoretically Monday. Each one of them could all play Monday. Um, right. So you know, I think that you know we're not getting Mike back, but I'm sorry, but Traquan Smith, he is light years ahead of probably anybody on that field right now. But maybe Deontay Harris, but Deontay Except Harris, he does Yeah, and I mean that's just because he's just an NFL receiver. Receiver. I mean, he just yeah. has. I mean, there, there's the difference between what we're running out there in NFL that aren't really NFL receivers. They're kind of guys that are either a past their prime, b they're just kind of trying to fill the position, like a Ty Montgomery, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So it will be. And let's not forget, that's the guy that that uh, Winston practiced with the most this offseason was Traquan Smith. For sure. So we know yeah. they already kind of got a chemistry going on. And he, he's so, got that viable nice number there. two viable number two vibe written all over him so i i um i agree with that he could be very impactful in this offense even before mike comes back which would be really good um and and i i think i'm a little excited to see that this week of how he does without mike but with callaway as his running buddy because um i'm not sure um and maybe you got some info on this uh deontay harris and Taysom. We got a concussion guy and a hammy guy. I'm gonna assume that Deontay's uh, probably gonna sit out. No, I was. I heard nothing was serious about that. I was heard that even after the game, like he was fine. They just kept him okay. out as extra precaution. The Saints have been extra okay. precautious with any injury this year, like no anything. Doubt. Like I guess they learned maybe their lesson with Mike, and they were just like, "Hey, we're not gonna take anything for granted." And I've heard nothing on Taysom Hill. I would assume that he's okay. Uh, but definitely I heard Deontay Harris's was nothing serious. I heard that it was all precaution. He's been able to do what he's wanted to do. He even said, I think on his own Twitter that he was fine. So I don't expect that to be any problem for us. I think he'll be full go. 
Now, sure. now we might would have had a little bit of a problem. He may have been limited all week if we would have had to play last week. But this week, I think he's fine. I think he probably just got a little treatment on his hamstring because it wasn't a tear or anything. It was a very minor pull from what I heard. So well, that I, makes I me yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I, I feel like him. now now you're starting to have some semblance of a receiving core when you add Deontay, you add Traquan, who could threaten you at all three levels. Now you make life easier for Marcus Callaway, uh, Marquez Callaway. And then that's also going to open things up for the tight ends. So I really feel like um, this team could really turn the corner and getting healthy at the right time. And that's why I'm predicting a run. I mean, we've seen this before where teams go into their early buy and they're mid, you know, just barely above 500. And then all of a sudden they just get hot and just go. I mean, when you think about it in 2017, and if I'm not mistaken, 2018, it's kind of the same thing. We had an early buy both of those years. And, um, those seasons turned out pretty good for the Saints, and we were young. Now we have a veteran team that's kind of young in the years, but with a lot of experience um, at a lot of different important positions, and we got dogs all over the field. 2017 was a good team, but this team is loaded with dogs still well, um, I, I, who could get yeah. us over the hump. So I, I feel good about where we're at. I, I think it benefited us a lot. You know, I think a lot of people questioned our depth, including me and you, going into this season. But I think we got a lot of answers being seeing all these players. Like, well, we have eight starters out, and we still were mm -hmm. keeping ourselves above 500 and should have probably only have one loss on the season. I think that mm -hmm. shows the Saints are a lot deeper in positions than we originally thought. Now, there's a player that I think you can't lose right now, and that's Alvin Kamara. I don't know what the mm -hmm. Saints would do offensively if they lost AK. I don't, I don't We're know. Running because... Lamar Miller. <laughs> Lamar Miller. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think that would be one of the crippling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I used to think that if we ever lost to Mario Davis, that would be crippling. But I think the defense would probably be okay because the secondary is so good. And I think that Quan and, uh, and Pete could probably hold it down. I'm not saying they would keep the same level, but I think they'd hold it down. So, I just don't see a crippling injury. And, I mean, we face so many injuries already. I think this team's a lot deeper than anybody give it credit for because our rookies just have really played a really good year this year. They all have had a very good rookie season. I'm, I've been impressed. I mean, I know Peyton Turner hasn't looked as good as he did against Carolina, but I think that's because we have no interior pass rush and the stats back it up. Cam Jordan and Peyton Turner are two of the most double teamed edges in all of football. And I think they just do that because everybody has no concern if the interior D line is going to beat anybody. They're like, well, you know, right. y'all do what y'all want. We ain't got to worry about y'all. We got a bunch of Jags in the middle. Just a guy. Yeah, it's bad. That's why you, you hitting on David Onyemata. David Onyemata yeah. would be, is going to be really tremendous. I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit just picturing like Cam Jordan, Peyton Turner, David O, and Marcus Davenport go get down in the three, four-point stance and go after the quarterback a couple times, a series. No, you right. severely change the dynamic of a game because now you got 22 coming off the edge. Oh, no, here comes 27 off the edge. Wait a minute, here comes 26 off the edge, and you got pressure up the gut, and you can send PJ, Malcolm, Chauncey. You can send all three and just let a couple DBs drop back and cover the field, and you can send seven dudes in there six or seven, you know what I'm saying? Let your linebackers right. play peekaboo, whatever. There's so many variations that you can do when you get a presence like David O, who he's not a pass rusher, but he 
fill space and collapses the pocket. I mean, at times, you really feel like we miss Sheldon, a healthy Sheldon Rankins, too. Oh, yeah. And you can't look back, you know, but it, it's what happens when you're successful. You're going to lose quality players, and you just have to move on and fill those spots. And I think we're slowly doing it. It's just they have to remember some of these guys that they drafted and were good, they're trying to replace with dudes that are undrafted free agents. And there's too big of a drop off. If it's a light drop off, like a fourth rounder replacing the first rounder, there's a reason you use the pick on that guy versus waiting for him to get pulled off the undrafted heap. And I think that the Saints got in that habit a few years ago when they had to blow it up 15 to um, 14 to 16. But they figured out we got to draft replacements for our drafted players. We can't just pick up dudes off the scrap heap. And I feel like we're relying on that for this early part because we knew what was coming back. We knew dudes were going to get healthy. Yeah. We also didn't expect Davenport to be out either. And what his no. pressure rate is insane. So that makes a big difference. So um, I, I feel like we, we, we thoroughly covered who's coming back and what to expect um, with all these offensive people coming back into the fold over the next, let's say three weeks, let's say next quarter of the season, four games, right? You got Jameis and he's starting to fill up with weapons. What's your potential for this offense? What, what, what do you anticipate? Are we going to be try to continue to be balanced, or do you see us ticking up more in the passing game because we do have more weapons, or do you think we're going to take advantage of people recognizing those weapons and trying to do that, which is going to keep the running lanes open for Alvin and whoever else is at running back? Give me your opinion. Well, personally, I don't think the Saints are done with adding to their receiving position. I think they're going to add someone before the deadline. I think that it just feels I've, – I've heard things. I'm not going to say any special reports or anything, but I just hear from a lot of different people the Saints are shocking. Now, it could be a 2019 situation where the prices are just too high and they're not going to buy because the Saints have been, been uh, you know, they've done that before. But right now, yes, we traded a third-round pick for Bradley Roby. But a lot of, but the Saints, the way they look at that, that was house money. Like they just looked at that third pick like something they shouldn't have that they just kind of yeah. got, and they just put we got on that the table. Yeah. yeah, we got so that they prepared, got. They have their full. Yeah, that's well. We use we actually give them ours. We we still have that third round pick from Terry. We give them our actual third round pick. But the gotcha. Saints still look at that as having a third round pick. So we've got our whole treasure chest. I think we got one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Maybe we have a like, I think we might've lost six round because of that weird stuff with COVID or whatever. But uh, right, he did. anything, but I mean, so I think the Saints look at it as if they think that, you know, let's say we see this coming up week. Let's say we see Traquan Smith and let's say Traquan Smith doesn't look that much different than he's ever looked. And he just kind of looks like a guy. I think they'll go get someone. So with that in mind, going back to your question, I think that they're going to open it up a little bit because I think you have to. In this league, I don't think you can get Bob running the same kind of offense that we're running right now. I think it's like a JV offense, basically. Like, you know, this might work in the 70s, but in today's league, eventually somebody's going to challenge you where you have to keep up. We haven't had that yet, but, you know, if we're going to start playing the Tampa Bays, if we're going to start playing the contenders, you know, the, the Cowboys, the Tampa Bays, the Rams, the guys with the Cardinals, when we get to the playoffs and we got to play them high-powered offenses, I'm not saying our defenses can't slow them down a little bit, but I don't think they're just going to erase them. And we're going to have to keep up. So I don't think you can the way we're playing offense right now. I think you're going to have to let James Winston throw a little bit more. And I think they will. I just don't – I just can't see us winning with the same 
mentality. Now, are there some games where I think you still need to run the ball the most of the time and just kind of ground it out? Yes. But I think when we get close to the playoffs and we start playing some of these tougher offenses, like we're going to play the Bills, Bills and the Cowboys back to back, you're going to need to score. Them teams score, yeah. and you're going to need to score. And uh, I, I just can't no, I, see it. I, I think we got to open I, I up a little bit more. I do think our defense is going to expose those offenses a little bit as long as our defense is healthy and we manufacture some type of pass rush. Neither one of those quarterbacks can be allowed time to throw. Um, no. Because just looking at Dallas, I've seen a lot of Dallas. You know, we live in we live in Dallas country, so yeah, we uh we get their games is on even when we don't want to watch it. But um, I see that certain teams can lock them up in the red zone, and that's where we're particularly good at on defense. That's our best spot. We're the number one red zone team in the deep in the league. And you can't trade field goals with us for touchdowns because at some point that's gonna bite you in the ass. And I feel like. I've seen Dallas settle for field goals a lot until finally they break through the wall and start to score. So in my opinion, I think that Buffalo is more problematic in my opinion. I feel like Dallas can be had, but I feel like Buffalo is a machine. Oh, I, and I think we can win any of those games. There's not a game that no, on the schedule that I think we can't win. I think no, that, I don't think... but I think we still need to open up the offense a little bit more. I think that it's just, the, the game, the, the offense where we go away for a whole quarter and we just kind of just stall out and we don't do anything for a whole quarter, like in a third quarter where we just disappear, we can't have that. That can't be a thing we do every year. I mean, every game. I agree with that. I, I think against Dallas, we don't necessarily have to open it up if our defense is locking it up because we're going to we're gonna score. We're going to get turnovers. Like one thing that going to do is turn it over too. And I feel like he, he's more prone to that than Josh Allen to me. So that offense, I feel like it's very safe with the ball. So we really do have to go score for score with them, with Buffalo, right. whereas Dallas, I think that just looking at the way the Patriots played it, I feel like we could duplicate that game plan, but be more productive on offense and put it out of reach early and then just coast to the finish with the running game. But I do agree with you that and throughout this season, we really can't stay in a mode of, we're ground and pound and try to stay too balanced. We're going to have to lean back like 60, 40 into the passing yeah, game and really use the weapon. Yeah. And trust Winston and let that, let that dude do what he do. So let's go ahead and lock in on this week's matchup. So we got to see well, I got one more and, question for you. I want a question for okay. you. Uh, sure. Let's say you're GM. Would you want, and you got, you got your options. I mean, I don't, would you rather a wide receiver? Or would you rather a tight end or would you rather a defensive tackle? If you could get one, you could get one. Now they ain't. Go, neither one's gonna be like an all pro or anything. They're just gonna be a good, solid player. They're not gonna be a you know a great. Player. I'm, I'm trading a pick. I'm trading a pick. Yeah, you trade a day two pick, a day or two or a day three pick. It ain't gonna be you no know, day one. A day we two pick. First, right? Okay. Yeah. Day two like, pick. Got you. Yeah. Um, I, the defensive line gonna come along. I don't. I don't want to do that. Um, I'm gonna get us a reliable tight end with a day two pick, and uh, he he's gotta be young. He's got to be young yeah. because I got to look at it like I drafted him. Whatever I'm giving up is going to function as like he's got a couple years left on his current contract and he's got the potential to be better, but maybe he's stuck in the stale offense and I could do something with that player. Like a Mike Gazette. I would go with a tight end. From Miami. Yeah, I would, Mike yeah for sure. That's a good one. I like that. Yes, sir. I would give up yeah. I would give up a second and third for Mike um, and put him in black and gold and turn him loose on the league. He would do real great way. in our offense. He would do for really sure. good. I like his build. I like his game. I agree with you there. Um, I would definitely give up. Um, receiver, no. Um, we got what we got, and we're going to have to figure out what we got. 
And because we have so much that hasn't come back yet and so much that's been in and out of the lineup, right? I, I, I can't really mortgage anything knowing that I haven't even seen the best of the offense yet. So um, I would say tight end because we we don't have that guy tight end, not even coming off injury. So like Vanetta ain't, ain't it. So that's right. why I stand on that. All yeah, right, we so ain't even gotta see him yet. Game preview. We ain't gotta, he ain't right. even off to play a pup. Yeah. <laughs> but he ain't it, you know. Um nah. game preview. Nah. Seahawks. Seahawks. Um Russell Wilson the Seahawks. You know. We haven't seen him without Russ in a minute. <laughs> we he's been there since he was drafted. That's the only yeah, guy. He's that's never been missed a game. This is his only right. game so, he's ever missed. So it's like, bruh. If this ain't the golden opportunity to beat Geno Smith, you know what I'm saying? Saints, so if the Saints don't have all these players back, they better shut Geno down. We better not even – Geno yeah. better just look confused. Remember uh, sure. remember what, remember what uh, Sam Darnold said in that New York game when he played the Patriots that he was seeing ghosts? We need him yeah. to say that. We need yeah, him to see – We got to see him. And, and Geno's terrible under pressure. Like, yeah, I've seen that Very back bad. in college. Like, he's a good stand in the pocket. He's kind of a statue in the way that – he ain't gonna get out the pocket, do much more well, than what Jameis gonna do. You saw what he did, what uh, what TJ Watt did to him at the end of the game with that with that strip sack. I mean, he didn't sense the yeah. pressure at all, and he came in there and stripped him right off the bat. That ended the game in overtime. Yeah, and that's that's the kind of things that you got to be able to take advantage of when you face a team that's missing their their offensive leader like that. So um, let's let's start with a preview with offensively. What would be the Saints' key to victory to attack the Seahawks and ensure that they're going to get points and, and stay ahead of the chains and stuff like that? What do you think should be the game plan and strategy this week? Well, actually, I think that we go back to what we do best this game. And since we don't have Mike, I don't mind running the ball on Seattle. I don't mind beating them the way we beat them in 2019 because I still think you can. They can't stop the run. I mean, they can't do that. They can't stop anything, really. Seattle looks really bad in defense. Like, it is not a legion of boom defense. It's a legion of, uh-oh you know, because they in trouble. Uh, I think that you can easily just rely on Alvin Kamara to win you the game. I don't think that you have to go open the offense up during this particular matchup. Uh, that's next week. We'll preview and next week. That's the one you got to open up your offense, I think. But this one, no. I think you just can run Alvin Kamara, rely on him, uh, you know, maybe take a few deep shots when you need to. Deontay Harris, you know, he's going to get over the top a few times, maybe take a few deep shots. But other than that, I would just I would just rely on Alvin Kamara to run them out because they and can't stay there. Is, they can't tackle. And what's funny is you could take advantage of Adams and everything in coverage. So I really do feel like if we got good solid, maybe you see line, an Adam Trotman game. <laughs> I'm not maybe crossing my fingers or holding my breath. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, he had a game against. Well, he had a little bit in Washington. You know, they kind of started to move him around a little bit. And, he caught a few yeah. passes. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I ain't given up we'll on him boy yet. I haven't given up on him. I just my expectations are very. It's it's a very no. low ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> it feels dude. low right now. I, I, it, everything feels low with them with our tight ends right now. You know, it does. And Jawan Johnson is feast or famine. Either he having a really good game, and it's like what the hell, or he having a horrible game. He just like, he shouldn't be out there right now. Today? Yeah. yeah. So it's like you we know, don't. You're, we you're just kind of yeah. We, maybe like he's maybe he's like your one Jimmy Graham. Remember where he would like make a few splash plays and you could see him, but he wasn't like that guy yet. And then year two, he took off. So maybe we'll see that kind of transition from Juwan. I don't know. 
you know, he's still getting used to playing this position. Nah, buddy. <laughs> that boy gonna have to go back to tight, go back to wide receiver in a minute. Sean Payton ain't gonna put up with that too much longer. You can't block and block. you ain't making an impact in the passing game. He ain't gonna and put up there too much longer. He should have caught that squad. slant against Washington. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of a tough catch, but he should have caught it. I mean, it was a it was a catch stick that we sh- he should have made. So speaking of yeah. Washington, speaking of Washington, let's let's give let's give Jameis his props. This dude almost had like four TDs with no INTs. And let's let's keep in mind that INT was not his fault. Everybody has seen the still oh, shot peoples on this foot. And if he could have had a little bit more arm, he still completes that pass. It tells you how strong Jameis is because the linebacker still had to get up there and get it. Yeah, the linebacker or, or a really big game, but that linebacker had to go up there and get that. That didn't just fall in his hands. He had to get up off the ground. So I just wanted to point that out. But anyway, um, offensively, I would say this is a great game to go ahead and run the ball, establish yeah. the run, and then take your pop shots. Um, I would say two, yeah. two to three deep shots. And when I say deep, I'm talking like 20, 25, not 40 yards. Um, two to three deep shots per quarter to keep them back off Alvin and just run the seams. And I think we'll be fine. And this will give our taller receiver or, or tight end like Jawan and Adam a chance to kind of just go up, just go up the seams, turn around and just jump ball it. And we'll take 30, 40 yards at a time, you know, 20, 30 yards at a time. And I think that's going to set up the run. And then with the with the offensive line back intact, I would like to see some better screens happen. And uh, not yeah. the wide receiver screens, but those screens to the running backs. Or even if you put Taysom back there, running back, throw a screen to him out the backfield. And let's see how that looks. If he's a patient runner for a couple of plays, that could become a real thing. He's not going to be Pierre Thomas, but he might make it happen. So defensively, what do the Saints need to do to stop Geno Smith and the, and the Seattle Seahawks offense? Oh, make Geno's life a living hell. I mean, go after him, blitz him. Take him out, take him off his spot, you know, make him uncomfortable. Uh, what percent I, I of pressure think, would you like to see happen? What percent? If you had a percent of the plays, if they got 60 snaps, how many do you want to see, like, five or more rushers? Uh, well, they do still have some threats at wide receiver, but I honestly, I honestly think that with Quan Alexander returning, you know, him and Demario Davis, when they blitz them, they come off the line pretty good. Like they they seem to get to the quarterback. They're like two little mini pass rushers. I mean, they get they get there fast. Uh mm-hmm. so I I trust our secondary to hold up. So I mean, what are you thinking? Thirty-ish, twenty something in that kind of range? What you thinking? I would say Maybe. Uh, it's it's a it's a ballpark number, about twenty-seven percent. So if there's sixty-five snaps, that's gonna be like they send a pressure 18, 19 times in that game. Yeah. So that's like four or more per quarter. You you heat him up, make him move yeah. off a square, make him get busy, make him beat you, make DK make a play off the arm yeah. of Geno Smith because we're going to eat your run game up. We're going to pressure your quarterback and make him make off-schedule throws, and that's going to give us the best opportunity to win, I think. Uh, I would say I would like to see the blitzes come from the uh, DBs, though. Um, I would like to see double D blitz sometimes. And usually he's like 50% good at home. Huh? Yeah, Chauncey for sure. DJ, you want to see him? Yeah, blitz? yeah. I want to see the DBs. Yeah, I want to see him. I like to see PJ. I like to see Malcolm sometime. And I think Dennis Allen has figured out how to use his safeties like yeah. Roman Harper when he was yeah. peaking. You remember peak Roman Harper? He ain't going to cover yeah. nobody, but 
Send no, him he's off gonna the edge. He, he blitz like a little rush. Yeah, he, he gave and, you a little and, and then get ran down by Sam by Sam Bradford. <laughs> MJ getting ran down though. You know what I'm saying? No, but no. um, I feel like that would be the key now, matchup wise. So Lockett's still healthy, right? So you got Lockett, yeah, you got Metcalf. Lockett, but they're gonna probably be out without. They already lost Chris Carson for for a while. And they're not going to have okay. – and Alex Collins was week-to-week, day-to-day kind of deal. So, I don't know if they're going to have him or not either. So, they kind of down their running back. But as far as I know, their receivers are fine, DK and uh, Lockett. And Lockett. Okay, so who, who, do you, who do you put where? Or, or do you just play side uh, for side? Do you travel or what with your DBs? I don't I don't know if I would I – li- I think I like uh, – I think I like whoever goes to where. I think – I just think Lattimore, I don't think he necessarily has to travel with DK. Uh, mm. I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm not a fan of that matchup. I f- it's like a Julio matchup. And let's let's be honest. Julio would get a ton of yards, but Lattimore was very good at keeping him out of the end zone. Even one where yeah. it's kind of 50-50 where Julio might have scored, right. but might have not. But for the most part, he's kept him out of the end zone. So Gino like, did I not think, go after DK either. If you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Gino didn't really yeah, yeah. target DK. He's not. He's more well, like he like Lockett more last game than he did DK. And I think that'll be more the game plan. Well, Lockett is going to be a better separation guy, and I think that, that makes a <laughs> yeah. difference. But um, ultimately, I would kind of like a bigger DB. Like I would like a Debo with help on um, on DK. When he comes to that side, wherever he's at, I want help for that DB just because of how physical DK is. And Lockett, just just play off. Whoever's got him, just play off and just don't let him run by you. And you can lock him up because his technique ain't great. He's an okay route runner, but you can make stuff happen. Well, Russell Wilson's got that moon ball. He's That's his best play with Lockett. I mean, it's that moon ball. And, and Gino don't have that. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, I, I really believe that those would be the ways I would play the DBs. Um, that would definitely be the way. Um, I, I wouldn't travel. Don't follow nobody. And I would keep a bigger yeah. DB rotating that way. Hey, speaking of DBs, um, Crawley, what's his status? Uh, you know? Crawley's just kind of a wait-and-see guy. They've got him on the okay. puck. He could come back at any time. He's healthy, okay. but they don't want him right now because – I mean, that's why they released Trufant, because Trufant was, yeah. I mean, he was just kind of there. He was always on the inactive list of the game. Too deep, game yeah. Game I just, yeah, we're just too deep uh, in that position, which is so wild to say, man. That's crazy. Yeah, because six weeks ago, we were thin at that position. Um, So here's another part of it. Uh, This is a game where a guy like DK is who Crawley actually thrives against. Think about that. Crawley has has been really he successful big, against he's bigger big guys because yeah. he can be he physical has. and they can't sell they can't sell that he bumped me off my yeah, route because, DK, because they're physical DK, back yeah yeah you know they don't so when he bumps them you don't see them splashing all over the place doing the LeBron or whatever so I think that he could get in his bag against them kind of dudes so this is a game where I would actually want to have Crawley to play outside but I get it he's not available so I think Adebo is your next bet or even Roby Roby's not big and and I'm interested to see I'm interested to see if Roby gets some snaps this game because the the, what they were saying was Roby was going to get some get a lot more snaps after the five so I'm interested to see if Adebo takes a few less snaps and they start injuring you know 
putting Roby in more. I don't know if they will or not. I mean, it's it's a tough decision for me because because Adebo's done so good. It's tough to take yeah. him off the field. Sure. No, I agree. And with he that. gets a lot um, of picks. Adebo's always around the ball. That's. I mean, we got to give Adebo credit for that. When yeah. they throw it his way, if somebody throws a bad throw, he's gonna pick it. He got ball. Yeah. Skills. Yeah, he definitely has the the football skills to go and track that and make that happen. That's that receiver in him. So I, I could I could see where if he gets some opportunities and he's over there on DK or something like that, he could make a play for the Saints. So I feel like we, we covered it all and 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 you know it's looking it's it's looking up for a really good week. We got some guys coming back, we're gonna be healthy. Um and we're just gonna have to do our best to take advantage of the plays that's laid out there and not having Russell Wilson on the other side. So that being said, it's time for predictions, and um, I'm going to let you go first, man. What's, what's the final score? Ooh, well, I'm going to go 38-13. I think we get out there with them. I think we jump out to a quick lead. I think we just handle this game. I think it's going to be a pretty pretty good game. I think Alvin Kamara is going to go off. I think we're going to get a few deep shots that are going to connect. It's going to be one of those low completions, high high touchdown games for uh mm-hmm. for Winston, Jamie. where he, you yeah. know, I think that the defense is going to dominate with uh, – field position we're not gonna have we're not gonna win it's gonna be one of those games where it looks like man why how are we so far ahead and we lost the time of possession battle but i think that's just gonna be the game because we're just gonna not have the ball as long i think we're gonna score quick i think that we're just not gonna have to go the length of the field that's that's what a lot of people weren't realizing with like the washington game everybody was like man look at how many how long the washington held the ball well that's because blake gilligan was pinning them to their three yard line and making them drive the field if they wanted to get the ball i mean they had to go all the way downfield if they was gonna get any yards i mean score so it looks bad on your defense but really it's not it's not bad on your defense they're you're just wearing that offense you know it's, it's a testament to how tough your defense is to have that much time of possession going against them and still be dominant and, and win a game. So that says a lot about how good the defense is, even without a pass rush. Um, I'm going to say 28-24. I predict a closer game at the end, final score. Um, I think we'll jump out. It might be 28-14 at one point, and then they'll make it interesting down the stretch where we got to run out some clock at the end and just, you know, take the air out the stadium and walk out of there with a W. Um, but by all accounts, you'll know that Seattle's going to run out of time. Like maybe we head into the third quarter up. 28-14 and they get a couple scores throughout the quarter but you just know they're not going to have enough time to get that third quarter when they get going to pull something out this game. I'm going to tell you they're going to be a trick play somewhere this game. He's had the bye week. He's been thinking. He knows that defense for Seattle is susceptible to stuff like that because it's just not good. I think he's going to Remember that play where uh, where he uh, against Philly? They did it to Ma, uh, to Malcolm Jenkins, and he flipped Sean Payton out on the sideline because he, he they tricked him and stuff and got Alvin Kamara out there on him. I think you're mm-hmm. gonna see something like that. I think we're gonna get some Will Routers. They just gonna make Jamal Adams look like a fool. I think one play oh, they gonna get. Sure. I think that's gonna. Oh. I think he's coming up with something. We get him on AK. It's a touchdown. I agree with that for sure. Well, on that note, folks, we're going to close out the Who That Live podcast for this week. Welcome back. We took the bye week off. We're back in action for the rest of the season. Y'all keep rocking with us because we rock with y'all. This has been your boy T Word People's Champ with my co host JT. Until the next time, we out of here. Peace.